Hi, I'm Kaylin Mendez, Pepperdine Graphic Media's podcast producer. My podcast, Small Studio Sessions, focuses on students who are involved in music, giving them a place to perform and talk about their passions. Small Studio Sessions. You can check it out on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Graph. Each year, junior art majors at Pepperdine display their work at a showcase in the fall. Ali Guth, a senior, recently changed her major to art and participated in the showcase to fulfill her credits in time to graduate. But Ali wanted to do more than that. She saw this as an opportunity to make a name for herself in the art world. Ali made her piece with the intention of getting censored hoping that this would bring more attention to her work. I say this a lot. I'm not going to paint flowers and put them on the wall at the show and put my name on that because no one's going to look twice at that. But if someone hears that there's a censorship issue or a university scuffle with my artwork, they're going to look twice and they're going to think about it for a long time. Welcome to The Graph, Pepperdine Graphic Media's news podcast. I'm Alex Nice. And I'm James Moore. In this episode, Bernie Covarrubias reports on Ali's piece, Servants of God, and the uproar that ensued as a result. Today is November 26th. While planning for her piece, Ali sought advice from other artists on what approach to take. To me, it seems like she's surrounding herself with where she wants to be. This is Bernie Covarrubias, a PGM news assistant who covered Ali's story. She works at an art gallery. I don't know where, but she works there and there's professional artists that she takes seriously there. And I remember she told me that someone told her, what will make your school the most mad? I was trying to think of an idea that would cause some chaos on campus and some publicity and attention for myself. And it seemed like Pepperdine was pretty much only not okay with nude figures, so I decided to go that route. So she's depicting students nude, which is controversial because it's also kind of in that religious scene. So initially she wanted to do different biblical scenes. She then kind of came across this idea of depicting the seven deadly sins. Ali had prepared ways to counter the university's attempts to censor her work by incorporating the censorship into her art. Her plan was to cover it up with quotes from what she was told at whatever point she was told why it would be censored. So it would basically be saying a quote from Dean Feltner or Dean Griffin or whoever is censoring it, explaining to her why it's being censored. And then her put she puts it on there. Or she would put something like censored by Dean Feltner, censored by Dean, Bra- Dean Griffin, whoever. But the university didn't respond in the way that Ali had expected. Rather than covering Allie's work, they decided to display it separately from the other pieces. Their argument was that they were okay with the art being shown, just not in the sandbar. What's different about this is that the sandbar has so many different channels that you could enter it through that they didn't think it would be feasible to put a sign like that before every single one. Another thing about the sandbar is that it's not really a dedicated art space. You know, you go there to get your mail, to get a Jamba Juice, to walk through, to get to the different offices back there, the CAF. So someone might not even be 
going in expecting to be looking at art. So that was another reason that they felt like they needed to be able to put a disclaimer. Here's Bradley Griffin, Fine Arts Dean. You know, and in the case of the sandbar, again, there's no way that we can close off entrances to the sandbar, you know, uh, and say there is work in this space that could be triggering for individuals. Uh, and so therefore you have to make a decision, okay, well, what, what are we going to be able to hang in a public, in a completely public space like that, that's not technically a gallery space? Their solution was to put the piece in what they call the mobile art unit. That's a fancy word for the art truck uh, that actually was part of the waves of innovation that the art studio art program was able to um, to procure through university funding through the president's office. Um, but the the mobile art unit is going to be um, for the opening of the exhibition. It will be parked outside the sandbar, so that people walking into the sandbar from the let's say from the end where Jamba Juice is that that uh, the mobile art unit is actually the first thing that people will encounter even before they get inside to the sandbar. So the mobile art unit um, is going to contain her work um, and there will be some sort of a statement just for patrons to say, you know, the work in this, in the mobile art unit contains uh, depictions or images of the nude human form. But Ali argues that this is still censorship. We asked almost everyone we talked to to define censorship, and it seems like no one agrees. So I think both sides define censorship differently. When I first spoke to Griffin, he gave me the sense that he thinks that censorship is more of not allowing an artist to create their work in the first place. So he thinks that it's more of inhibiting something from getting created. No, the work itself, I don't, I don't think the art faculty, and I certainly don't have any interest in doing anything physically to the work itself. I'm not interested. I mean, Alessandra asked me yesterday, she said, so are you going to make me cover up things? Are you going to make me cover up nipples on this work of art? And I'm not interested in, in having anything to do with, I will make a determination of what to do to your art. I'm not the studio artist. It's her work, um, so I'm not interested in that. I'm, what I'm interested in is the way in which patrons will interact with the work and being responsible to the community in that interaction. And Ali feels that she's being censored because she is not going to get the same reach that her peers are going to get because it's not going to be in the sandbar like the rest of them. To me, censoring work can be a broad definition, and it's actually what the National Coalition was talking about in their letter. If you're segregating artwork and taking it out of the actual show environment, that is censorship. You are discriminating against my artwork by not putting it in the facility that the show is advertised to be in. That is censorship. The fact that this is an issue, that they're talking about it, that there needs to be disclaimers, that is censorship. And I know that if I fight to have my artwork put up in the sandbar after the show, they're going to make me cover it, um, the explicit parts of it, and that is censorship. I don't think that it's limited to just covering parts of the art. 
discriminating artwork as censorship as well. In the midst of this controversy, the National Coalition Against Censorship, or NCAC for short, got a hold of the graphics article for Ali's story. And in response, they got in contact with Ali. The graphic posted um, your article on Wednesday night, and I woke up Thursday morning and had an email from that organization. I hadn't even heard about it. It wasn't even on my mind. Like I said, I didn't think that this was going to get outside of Pepperdine. But she emailed me as Arts Censorship Associate and basically said that she had heard about the scuffle on Pepperdine's campus and she was offering any help that she could give to have my artwork shown fairly on campus. So I emailed her back a few hours later and just told her about the situation. And she came back very quickly and said that this was a timely matter. She wanted to have emails of administration that I would like her to send a letter to. Allie told the NCAC to send a letter to President Gash, Dean Griffin, and her art professor, Gretchen Batchelor. By the next day, the coalition had published a press release on their website and sent a letter to Pepperdine's administration. So, uh, my name is Nora Pelizari. I'm the Director of Communications at the National Coalition Against Censorship. We sort of advocate that controversy should not be avoided. It should be handled well. Um, there should be plans in place for handling it, and controversy should, should lead to more conversation and discussion rather than the hiding of art. What do they think about censorship? Censorship is deciding for people what they're allowed to see and deciding who is allowed to interact with art, who is allowed to interact with particular types of art, and how art is allowed to exist in public. That is what censorship is. We agree with um, Alessandra uh, that separating her art and making it um, sort of an opt-in, whereas the exhibition itself is more open to the public, um, is absolutely censoring her art. You know, by removing it from the main exhibition and sort of sequestering it or quarantining it or whatever word we want to use, um, they're putting essentially a scarlet letter on this art. Um and the artist maintains that this art is not sexualized. Um, you know, there's nothing pornographic or obscene about simple nudity. Um, it's, it's the body. Um, and presenting the art only in a very shrouded way uh, basically tells the viewer how they're supposed to react to it. Here's Allie reading the NCAC's letter addressed to President Gash. As an alliance of national nonprofit organizations united in defense of academic and artistic freedom, we were disturbed to learn of the plan to quarantine a Pepperdine student's artwork from the forthcoming exhibition because they depict nudes. In doing so, the university would effectively discriminate against the student, stigmatize the artwork's content, and infantilize the audience. We strongly urge you to install these artworks in the main exhibition space along the other works in the show as originally intended. It is our understanding that the student, Alessandra Guth, who is a senior and an art major, produced a series of seven photographic works that reference the seven deadly sins. If simple nudity were routinely considered reasonable grounds for excluding artwork from public exhibition, 
vast amounts of art, including many masterpieces, would be off limits. And if we were to remove nudes from art in the public sphere, which include museums, churches, and public squares, we would lose some of the most important and edifying artworks of human history. By removing art that depicts nudes from public view, we remove access to the living language of visual expression and its centuries-old heritage. So the debate basically comes down to this. The Fine Arts Department said, we have to be careful with where we display this piece because it might trigger people who didn't know the sandbar was being used as an art gallery. So we're not censoring the piece. We're just moving it to another location to avoid this problem. But Ali and the NCAC say, no, that is censorship. Sequestering a piece because of its content is censorship. The opening night of Ali's piece, after the break. Hey, my name is Milan Loyakino, and I'm the editor of Currents Magazine. Our theme this semester is challenging conventional perceptions of dark and light, black and white. The magazine launches this Monday, December 2nd, online and on newsstands all over campus, so make sure to grab a copy. Welcome back. It's opening night of the Junior Arts Show. The mobile arts unit is parked outside the Pepperdine cafeteria. A sign taped to the opening of the truck reads, Note, Exhibition Contains Full Frontal Nudity. The truck is small, big enough to fit about eight people, so there's a line standing outside the opening. They engage in discussion around the snack table. I mean, I think that it's still in a different place than in the sandbar. And while it's amazing that they're, they have it up, you know, and it's staying up for a while, I think that the university is definitely showing a bit of favoritism toward one certain type of medium. And it's really interesting that the nude body is something that the university doesn't necessarily see um, as equal to the other kind of art, like it shouldn't be shown in the same space. So mm -hmm. I think that speaks a lot to our university values and the over-sexualization of the, of the nude body, which I don't, I don't think is really fair. Um. Honestly, I feel like the position is like more, like this attracts more attention than if it was just in like the sandbar because like there's not a truck here normally. So, I mean, it is like very interesting that it was like segregated to this bus, but like there are other pieces in it. So it doesn't feel like a straight up like we will not like showcase this, but it is interesting that it was like filed away from like the other majority of the other pieces. I think it kind of like gives it more attention, especially because you kind of have to like choose to like walk up these steps and view it, whereas you could just kind of stumble across the other pieces in the sandbar. But I'm glad that it was able to be displayed on campus and that, I don't know, they were able to have it at all. So I guess that's a good compromise if that's what Pepperdine is going to allow. Like Ali thought, the fact that her piece was displayed in the mobile arts unit actually brought more attention to the piece. Here's what one student, Evan, thought. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think it would have been 
a little bit of a disruption to like regular campus life because of how powerful it is yeah. um, and because it like demands so much attention and like so much care mm-hmm. um, and so I love that it's like separate and like you kind of like have a sense of what you're getting into when you go into it because mm-hmm. um, I think surprise would have taken away from like what she was trying to say yeah. yeah that's actually interesting so you're you're saying that the fact that it's displayed separately actually benefits the piece yeah no totally I think that it deserves to be displayed separate because of like how much strength and confidence had to go into that piece wow We ran into Allie. She was receiving flowers from friends and taking pictures with her family. She seemed happy with the way the night was going. Um, It is pretty surreal to see so many random students that I do not know looking at my art, actually including adults and some professors. Uh, I've seen them taking pictures of it and smiling and having conversations after viewing it, and that's pretty exciting for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have only seen positive reactions, but maybe I'm just not looking for the negative ones. Um, I've only seen one couple look at the art and immediately turn away in shock. So I think that I'm doing pretty good. A lot of people have asked me if I was the artist and congratulated me. So I think that the feedback is pretty positive. Awesome. Um, And has has there been any updates on like uh, what they're going to do with this after? Yeah, this art truck is actually going to be in this spot for the rest of the semester. Whoa. So you can see it anytime you want. (laughs) So are you happy with that result? Yeah, I mean, they're still not putting it in a facility with closed doors where my, you know, but it's pretty cool that it's going to be on campus and my professor has fought to make this happen. So it'll be right here for the rest of the semester. The night was a success. Allie got the attention she was looking for. People loved the artwork, and the administration was able to warn patrons of the nudity in the piece. Alice and I are struggling to like find an ending to the story because it's just sort of like yeah, Allie attention. She got attention. Yeah. She was worried about censorship. They didn't really censor it. That's she how I feel it. about it too. I think. I think maybe the way you could end it is put an emphasis on the fact that. Pepperdine needs a student art gallery. There's no space that's dedicated for it, and there's problems because of that. I think that if the university is going to take something away from it, it isn't so much about the idea of censorship as it is as much as there's a need on campus for something, and maybe that should be like another thing that they work towards. Without a student art space, problems like this are more likely to occur. In last year's Currents magazine, Hayden Harvey wrote a piece about Pepperdine's history with art censorship. She talks about the LGBTQ diff story that we mentioned in episode one of The Graph, and another story about Angelica Ramos, the Wiseman Museum, and the F-word. Ramos made what she described as a dissection of the 80s punk movement, and her piece included hand-graffitied words and phrases that she found in bathroom stalls. Several of the phrases were profane, but it was because of phrases with the F word that the university asked her to change her piece. They claimed that they were not interested in censorship, that they were more concerned with the use of public space, that the statements didn't align with institutional values. But Ramos was told that if she didn't rework her piece, it would be relocated from the Wiseman. Like Ali, Ramos thought this was censorship on the part of the university. On top of this, Gretchen Batchelor said that there have been several attempts made by the art department 
to add a nude art class to the curriculum, but they've continually been denied. No, we have not. That has not been something we have been able to move forward with as an art department. We had a proposal that went forward three years ago to um, to have a, a, a nude figure drawing class, and that proposal was pulled um, from the whole packet of uh, sort of uh, changes that we had planned for the Seaver Academic Council before it even reached the council. The the response is often there's there's some someone someone wouldn't would wouldn't think it appropriate. Now uh, the students in um, Alessandra's uh, practices course. Um, actually did some research on their own. It wasn't anything that I prompted, but they started researching other institutions that have live nude models in their drawing classes. And they actually discovered that both Abilene Christian and Lipscomb University have live nude models in their studio art curriculum and actually have really beautiful statements about the human form. There's a lot of layers to this project, actually. The censorship thing has taken over, but there's two other things that are kind of major. One it's the seven sins. It's biblical. And these are all students that volunteered to be photographed. Um, and they helped decide which sin they wanted to be photographed as, as the sin that they felt they most often were put down for depicting. So, but at the same time, these are beautiful female figures. And it's kind of a play on Sin is depicted as this horrible, negative, dark thing that sends you to hell. But in my artwork, it's depicted in a beautiful female form. That's actually pretty elegant. These are not pornographic. For hundreds of years, there have been nude forms in classrooms that studio art, studio classrooms that have been drawn. Um, and so for someone who doesn't come from that area, they see it as like lewd, they see it as improper, they see it as pornographic, um, uh, unnecessary. Um, but quite honestly, most often, um, human experience of a nude form isn't in partnership with another person, oftentimes in an intimate act or uh, the experience of the nude human figure is within the realms of pornography. Um, and so if those are your only experiences of the human body, of course it's a sexual object in front of you because that is your only experience of it. But I purposely did not make these images pornographic because quite frankly, that's not even the point. I mean, they're elegant images and it's already causing problems. I didn't need to have someone's finger in their crotch to make it this big, clearly, so. Um, it's interesting, this work probably on any other campus that um, uh, would be a non-issue. In fact, in some cases, it would be viewed as rather light. Um, uh, I know where I went to graduate school and undergrad, University of Washington, Tyler School of Art, it, it would, barely bad an eye. That also is in more secular um, uh, environments um, and in the context of R1, like Research One universities as well, where um, uh, that type of exploration is, is not out of the ordinary. I made every single thing of these pieces. I cut all that metal. I 
welded all that metal. I grinded all that metal. I made these specifically for these photographs, fit perfectly for these photographs. I took all those photographs. I edited them. I cut them. I frayed them. I suspended them all with wire. And I don't think that today people think that female artists can be so masculine in their work. But I've been sweating, bleeding, and sometimes crying in that metal shop because I have the skills to make something super diverse. And I just want everyone that sees this work to be like, wow, this blonde girl does metal work. She does photography and she can paint on the side, but that's not what she wanted to show. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. Our next episode of The Graph is after the holiday break. Kaylin Mendez is our podcast producer. Our section editor is Chana Steinmetz. Our music is by Jeremy Zerb and Roland Evans. Our logo is designed by Natalie Rulon. Elizabeth Smith and Courtney Stallings are the PGM advisors. This episode was recorded in the KWVS podcast studio. The Graph is a Pepperdine Graphic Media production.